Welcome to Full Court Press on Missouri Women's Basketball. Welcome into episode three of the Full Court Press on Missouri Women's Basketball. I'm Cameron Connor, accompanied by the Columbia, Missourian women's basketball beat writers, Shannon Belt and Nate Marcus. Guys, how are we doing? How, how's this Monday going? It's Weather's still upturning. I mean, it got to like 50 today, which was fantastic. We're in the, we're, what, week five of the semester? Yep. Or something week like five. that? So we're, we're like full-blown in the swing of things now for, for the most part. How, how are classes? How's everything adjusting? It's Valentine's today. <laughs> classes are happening. Yeah. Yeah. Cla- yeah. Classes that's, are. That, that's what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Is that, you looked at me with like panic in your eyes. You're like, <laughs> oh, classes no. are the, happening. They're, ha- they're happening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. Good. That's what I like to see, <clears throat> Shannon. You're right. It is Valentine's Day. That's crazy. That's, I know. doesn't yeah. feel like it. I guess, what is it supposed to feel like? I don't know. No, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I don't know what it's supposed to feel like either. I mean, it's just some people, it's like, ah, it's another day. Some people are like, no, embrace the love. And I'm like, nah, tone it down. <laughs> it's, it's fine. But either way, it's, uh, it's a good transition topic of love because Missouri women's basketball needs some they they do we're here to give it to them I don't know if it's necessarily justified with last week's performances but uh what happened what's what the heck's going on with this basketball team the third quarter has not been good lately yeah that's a a good place to start uh, both games really uh Tennessee the first half they were competing the offense wasn't really smooth to say the least but they were competing down five in the first half they withstood a couple of big runs from one of the best teams in the country. And, you know, coming out in the second half, it looked like they might be able to do something here. And then they just got slammed in the third quarter, 26-6, to six, lowest output Oof. for a quarter this season. Uh, and then they played better in the fourth quarter, put up a lot of points, but the game was over yeah. after that quarter. I mean, it wasn't great. Yeah, and it was pretty much the same thing with uh, Arkansas. It, it, it was even like more like what happened because the first two quarters it was like great third quarter was like ooh. fourth quarter just got worse and worse it just, it just I don't know what happens I think last year they had that same problem where they couldn't finish the full 40 minutes and I think it's happening again I think it's maybe it's the lull of the long season or I'm not sure now, that's a good point to, to kind of surround on before we dive into both games. We can do Tennessee and then Arkansas after. But to that point, Shannon, I mean, this was a team that obviously, as we knew, only won nine games the past two seasons, 18 combined. They couldn't finish games. They usually, it was always at least one quarter where it imploded. The third quarter mistakes were massive last year, and it looks like they're resurfacing this year. I don't know if it's necessarily the same formula as why they were bad the last few years it seems like this time around they have all the pieces they know they have the tools but it's more of a confidence issue it's because they're right there with a lot of these teams and then all of a sudden it's either one quarter it's not really ever one mistake it's like one quarter that really just kind of folds in on itself yeah coach Pynchon yesterday was talking about how when things are going well everyone's got the energy everyone's upbeat everyone's competing and when things start to go downhill a little bit not everyone is in in it and you can see that I mean especially yesterday like what you said we wanted to talk about the Tennessee game first that one was a little more like quick and like noticeable but uh, yesterday it was like all right Arkansas went on a little run they kind of bounced Mizzou kind of bounced back a little bit and then Arkansas hit this buzzer beater at the end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter was just like it snowballed like straight away it was like that shot pretty much it felt like ended the game 
after, like after when you look back on it. Mm. Yeah, and it was such a quick shot. Came out of nowhere. I'm like, there's no way she makes this. But I should have known it was Amber Ramirez. So she made it, and it just I could just tell that the momentum has shifted in Arkansas's favor. And it's a game of mo- mo- momentum. All sports is, you know, you have to have momentum. If you don't go in with any no gears turning, then it's gonna get ugly, and it got ugly, especially against Tennessee. You can point out to this in both games, but we saw it against Ole Miss, too, and since Tennessee is also a very tall team, Missouri in general is continuously struggling on the boards. It seems like a lot of other teams are able to get first or second chance or second or third chance opportunities. When it comes to Missouri, especially the past three games or so, they have their one shot. And if they don't get it, they are, there is no one that's getting in the lane to get offensive rebounds. And on the other side of things, they're allowing more offensive rebounds. If we're going to look at just Tennessee in general, when you have 18 offensive rebounds, 40, 40 what, 46, 48 total, I think it was, Jeez. compared to the overall, I think Missouri had, compared to, I think Missouri had 31 total rebounds, nine offensive. You're getting to double the chances when you're talking about the volunteers on offensive possessions, just from that alone. And then when you look at that overall overarching rebounding presence in general, that's just not giving you a lot of opportunity. Yeah. And it's very apparent against like Arkansas too. Like Arkansas usually doesn't turn over, turn over the ball a ton, but they got them to turn over the ball, but then they shot themselves in the foot with them offensive rebounds. I feel like it's a lot of ball watching. And when they do box out, they're not boxing out in a in a way where they could get the they're just pushing people with a lot of force and just trying to like looking around. They're not necessarily following the ball. Whereas Asia Blackwell, she's following the ball almost all the time. But I feel like the other players aren't really following the ball. They're just like, let's just let, I hope someone gets it. And if Asia Blackwell's not in there, who's gonna get it? You don't know. I definitely agree with that. And Arkansas came into the, you mentioned Tennessee. Tennessee is one of the best rebounding teams mm-hmm. in the country. They came into the game against Missouri second in rebounding margin in the yeah. nation. Arkansas is not. Mm-hmm. Arkansas only gets 38 rebounds a game. That's 12th in the SEC. Missouri is 13th. Arkansas rebounded them 49-35 yesterday. Like, that's just like you said. It's not a recipe for victory. You can't be giving up 14 more shots to the other team and expect to win. When, when you look at these games down the stretch and you see, even though it's miraculous, because I'm not trying to take away from Asia Blackwell and what she does by the fact that pra- practically she's a walking double-double with most games this year, especially when you look at her averages. Especially when you look at her averages for rebounding, she's still in the tops in the country. It makes a little bit more sense now as we're getting into this nitty-gritty of the conference schedule because it's clear that if she doesn't have, at the moment, she's still getting the last two games, she's had double-digit rebounds, but it's almost if if she's not getting those upper double digits, if she's not getting 15-plus rebounds, it seems like this team usually ends up in trouble. And they're also in, I don't want to necessarily want to say a shooting funk with everybody, but one of your points that you mentioned last week, Shannon, you were talking about how, or we were thinking who needed to step up more, and the first name you came up with was Haley Frank. It hasn't really been there, especially in the Tennessee game and kind of going rolling into the Arkansas game as well. It's just been... One of those things where maybe it was a confidence thing in general that we were talking about, but especially with her, if she's supposed to be the second option, this is not how you can be performing this late in the season. Yeah, she wasn't good in those. Like yesterday, she was a little bit better. She was more mm-hmm. aggressive in the first yeah. half for sure. I mean, she mm-hmm. scored 21 points. She was better yesterday, but just in those other four games, she was averaging like nine, eight points a game in those in the four before Tennessee and if Mizzou, before Arkansas, sorry. And if Mizzou <coughs> wants to 
win games. They need their second leading scorer. I mean, she's one of the most accurate shooters in the country. That she mm. just needs to be aggressive. Like when she's making shots and shooting shots, like that's one of your best ways to score, most efficient ways to score. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like <clears throat> I th- I think sometimes she falls into that cat. Like I don't know if you guys know, since we all play basketball, where you're just running back and forth. You haven't really done much in the game, but you know you're still in it. You know, getting your you're cardio not, in. Yeah, yeah, you're not on the bench. <laughs> no one's putting you on the bench. You haven't messed up. I feel like that's what happens. You know, she kind of falls into that that um, <clears throat> pattern of just, I'm in the game, I got the ball, I'm passing, I'm moving, but I'm not doing anything to shoot. If you're a shooter, you have to be in position to shoot, and I feel like she picks and chooses when to get into those positions. Or she, like, she has a f- hard time getting into it quickly, and they need her like as soon as possible just start firing off threes. Like what Shannon said, like mm. when you're your best, when like she's good because she takes efficient shots, but her shots on compared to the rest of the team are probably going to be more efficient even when she's got a hand in her face, maybe a little bit, someone's closing out on her. It's like you need your best shooters to shoot. Yeah. Like because those are still better percentage shots. Yeah. No, they absolutely do. You, you guys are hitting it right on the head. It's just. With Haley Frank, yes, you see that seven-point game against Tennessee, and then you go right around. You get she gets twenty-one and corrects her mistakes against the Razorbacks. It almost seems like one of those things with Haley Frank, where she needs to, as you guys were saying, she's still one of the most accurate shooters on the team. No matter how many shots she's shooting a game, she needs to start creating space. She needs to start whether it's that or maybe it's a different offensive scheme to really get her rolling in the general direction to get more opportunities. Because it's clear that she's not finding it her own consistently out there as we're speaking, as we're in, in these last ladder of games, and especially now because, I mean, Nate, you mentioned it. We were talking about, okay, well, hopefully it's a competitive game against Tennessee, but if they lose that game, we're thinking it might have to be a must-win against Arkansas at home in order to get it when we're talking about NCAA tournament champion, or not championship stakes, but you know what I mean, NCAA tournament stakes. They lost both. Starting to get... It's dicey. There's some pressure. It's yeah. dicey. Uh, they still... I, I mean, I, you see these bracket projections on ESPN, and it's like, they keep losing games. Why are they staying in nine seed? They have the best one in the country, though. Like, yeah. that's still, like, it, they might they might not have, like, the quantity of wins, but they have the win. The win. No, I mean, <clears throat> no one's beating South Carolina in the SEC, I don't think. Like, maybe that's a bold prediction. Maybe it's not. But that, they, that, they, they no, like, you're right. They get Tennessee on Sunday, <laughs> and that might be a close game. Tennessee's a good team. But, I mean, they just dominated Georgia yesterday in Athens. Like, yeah. No one's beating Tennessee, and the fact that Missouri still has that in their back pocket is means so much. I still think they need to win like two more regular season games. Like yeah. you get into you get into the SEC tournament at eighteen and that would put them eighteen and eleven. Win mm-hmm. one, maybe two games, twenty wins. I still think that's just like a lock. Yeah. Anything less, I don't, I'm not on the committee. I don't know. <laughs> that feels hard. No, you're right. Two. I mean, that would be four total wins if you're talking about going to the tournament for the SEC. The issue is that I think for us, not only if we're talking about just being Mizzou students, but also you guys covering it, my, me covering it myself, it's frustrating for the Mizzou women because when you look at this team, you understand that they have full capability to do it. Yeah, they do. And I, I'm not trying to keep circling back to the confidence thing, but I think at this point in the season, that's kind of what it's become because <clears throat> they have been, like you guys just said, they have the best win technically on paper yeah. out of any team because obviously South Carolina is still ranked number one. Everyone else in the country the committee voters saw that as a fluke, but either way, it counts massively in Missouri's favor. You're thinking they need two more wins in the regular season. 
when we're looking at the schedule, they got Georgia coming up in Athens. They're ranked number 21 right now. Then they come home from Mississippi State. They have Kentucky at home, and then they go on the road to Gainesville to play number 17-ranked Florida. I don't know about you guys, but even though the other two games are winnable against the ranked teams, the next game coming up and the last game coming up at the regular season, those two games at home, I don't know if Missouri needs to promote in general just to try to get people to that game, to try to amp it up as much as possible. But they need some momentum to start coming their way. They definitely do. I mean, you should be winning like the Arkansas. Arkansas was a win. Like uh, we were were playing around with it if it was a must win. So I I wouldn't say it was a must win, but – Jeez, it's Arkansas. It's the border rival. I would want to win. I'm sure they wanted to win too, but I'm kind of agreeing with you on the confidence thing because they're their biggest, worst enemy. They had the game. I thought they had the game, but I just think that they just, the shooting, I think when they lose their, their confidence, the shooting is the first thing to go, and then turnovers, and then defense, and then everything just starts to spiral down because this is more of a shooting team than a defense team, so... That's struggling. Then it's gonna it's gonna be hard to win. I hope they don't go zero and four because it's it's possible in the SEC. But they, if they do that, I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, uh, at Georgia, Georgia feels like a ma- bad matchup for them. Yeah, they, I mean, they they have a six five center who's an all SEC yeah. player. But this Jenna State is gonna be a bad matchup. I would say though, Asia Blackwell still out rebound her in the last meeting. But that didn't help them yeah, I mean, to win. Yeah, they were. Least. I mean, it was a one it was, point. It was a one point game with four, five minutes left. It was fifty nine, fifty eight. I mean, it got away from them a little at the end. But yeah, it was. It, it's a winnable game, but I think it's a bad matchup. Mississippi State, you got to get that one at home. You have yeah. to. You got to get that one at home because they weren't supposed to lose when they were out there. Right. So uh, Kentucky, they've been bad this season. They had high expectations coming into the year. They might have the best player in the conference, but the way they've been playing, they've like kind of lost. All confidence in Lexington, and then at Florida, and Florida's been really good like the past three or four weeks. They've been way surpassing expectations this season. So like the Florida one and the Georgia one, I don't, I don't know. It's tough. I don't know. It's rough, and I'd love to get your guys' opinion on it. Another reason why it's so critical is when you look at the actual SEC standings themselves. They're currently hold on, let's see. They're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They're at ninth, so they're in ninth right now. They're five and seven in the conference record. When you look at the overall standings of it, there are four teams above them, with only at the moment one more win ahead of them. Yes, Missouri still has seven losses, so that's going to have to counteract or balance itself. But if they can get this momentum back, if they can go on a little bit of a run, the reason why it's so massive to get higher in the conference is because you don't have to play on that first day, right? Which is huge. <laughs> when you're when either way, Missouri's trying to get as or compile as many wins as they can because the overall goal is to get to that. NCAA tournament, but when you're talking about not having to play on that first day so you can be a little bit more fresh, you're not having to basically turn around and roll right into it, it's going to be huge for this team, and they're still in a possible situation where that can happen. They're still on the bottom looking up, but it's yeah. not undoable. I, I definitely don't think it's undoable. I think they just, I'm, I keep waiting for them to get right, like get back to where they were, and I thought in the first two quarters against Arkansas, like you've seen signs of like the old, like the, of them being themselves. They were making threes. They were getting stops on defense. And I mean, I, I think that if they play kind of like that going into Georgia, I mean, it'll be tough, but it's, it's definitely possible. Yeah. Uh, 
what you talk, what you were talking about about like getting being in the top ten of the bracket to make sure that you mm-hmm. don't have to play on that first day. Exactly. Uh, Kentucky's going to be a huge game for that. Kentucky's below them in the standings. Texas A&M's playing better lately, and they're one spot below Mizzou. And I, yeah, Mississippi State's right now above, but I think that they're hot right now. But if mm-hmm. Mizzou beats them. They got still tough games. Everyone's yeah. tough in the SEC, so they could. They seem. They seem like the most likely scenario to drop back. <clears throat> they definitely do. They they do. So that's why that's why it's just so critical. There's four games left, and to your point, Nate, I think the magic number, at least for the regular season, is two. It, yeah. If they're sitting at 18 and 11 in the regular season, more than likely, I feel like their tournament odds are still pretty pretty comfortable. Not comfortable, but at least consistent for the time being now if they lose on day one let's say they would they were to like worst case scenario they were to fall and have to play in that first day and lose then that would not be that would not be uh, that's, kind. The, that's the death nail i think yeah that, that would not be that would not be kind but overall we gotta we gotta put it together we gotta think optimistically i i still think even though they're on a three-game losing streak this team is going to be able to get it right just gotta start somewhere right. even if it's playing just four quarters maybe yeah i know that it's a bad matchup in athens but if they can just be consistent, keep it to that one-point game in the fourth quarter with right. four minutes left. They need just that energy, like okay, like we can actually hang with these teams because they know they can. Right. Yeah, I, I think they need to remind themselves if they could beat South Carolina without Asia Blackwell, could they beat Georgia with all their players? It's possible, but they have to, like you said, they have to get their got to get their confidence back. I think that they're just shaking right now. And they know what's at stake. They know what they have to do. They know they haven't been to the tournament in the past few seasons. So I feel like it's almost like that jinx or like choking. Whereas like you're so close, you've done so well. You just got to finish this last little thing, do that last little push-up, and that last push-up is killing you. But if they could pull it off, I mean, even if you focus on just winning the two non-ranked games, that would be good. But why not beat Georgia? I mean, why not? I mean, you know. Of course they want to, but if, why not try to really give Georgia a run for their money in Athens? Yeah, and I think the fatigue thing that we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier is such a huge factor because, yeah. like, there was their conference schedule. It was like some nights they don't they weren't always perfect. I mean, right. there was close games against some sub teams below their level, and it was like okay, they'd play a night, they'd have an off night, and it was like oh, they still grab a six point win, still mm-hmm. grab a ten point win just because they're more talented. And when you don't bring that in the SEC, it's just like that's a loss, yeah. and that's damaging your confidence. It, I mean, like it really is. You're absolutely correct. So before we we end this one, I think it would be fun for at least us to do score predictions again, putting you guys on the spot. Last week, all relatively close. Shannon, I was hoping that you were right. <laughs> you were not. Uh-huh. You uh, you had Missouri winning in a close one, 62 to 60. Didn't happen. I uh, <laughs> wish it would have happened. Okay. Nate, you were really close because you, you said 71-64. Final score was 76-62. I said 74-68. So we were right right in that ballpark area. So, okay. Mizzou going down to Athens this Thursday. Oof. What's what's the score predictions? Which one wants to go first? Who who has it? Off the brain. Who Who's thinking they have the magic numbers? 86-70. Eighty-six, seventy-eight, and we're Georgia. talking in favor of Georgia. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nate. A little bit more low scoring for me. Seventy-five, sixty-eight, in favor of Georgia. Seventy-five, sixty-eight. Okay. I'm gonna. 
Are you gonna be the one that goes out yeah, on a limb this time? I'll, I'll take I'll take my turn when I'm we gonna, do this next yeah. week. I'll take my turn for them beating uh, Mississippi State. Gonna, I'll take that one. I'm gonna do it. So I'm gonna say Mizzou beats Georgia. I'm gonna go ahead and say they get this one done, seventy-four to sixty-eight. That's what I'm going to say. I think it's going to be... Running it back with that score margin? Yep. Yep, 74-68 again. I think it's just going to have to turn the tides, get something going. That's, I don't something know, maybe it's going. the fandom coming out a little bit. It's like, come on. <laughs> it's just. But even it doesn't even have to be that. It can be as objective as it is. If you're just an SEC analyst looking at this, seeing how talented this team can be, right. seeing how well this team usually shoots the ball, especially when you have someone that's a double-edged sword in an Asia Blackwell that can lead you the whole way. Yeah. It's very doable. It, it Very is attainable. Doable. It is. It definitely is, especially if, you know, they have that chip on their shoulder. Like, it's almost like they needed this adversity, so now they could overcome it. And they're the underdogs. Who doesn't want to see a good underdog win? Who doesn't want to see a good underdog win is absolutely correct. But either way, so Mizzou goes to Georgia, ranked number 21, Thursday, February 17th at 6 p.m. Then they turn around, come back home for Sunday's matchup, February 20th at 2 p.m., against Mississippi State here at Mizzou Arena. Guys, thank you very much again. This has been great. As always, this will be coming out for release here on Wednesday. But either way, once again, I'm Cameron Connor, Shannon Belt. And Nate Marcus. And we will see you guys all next week on Full, po- full Court Press for Missouri Women's Basketball. Thank you for listening to Full Court Press on Missouri women's basketball. Music by Pistol Jazz, produced by Cameron Connor.